Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis show, and lucky enough to have a long-term fan, friend, I should mean to say, of Dean Davis and now that Davis show. We have Eric at home who covers the NFL draft for Yahoo Sports. This man knows his draft. All right. If every draft we must consult with Eric. All right. This is this is just the truth. All right. He must be consulted. <laughs> all right. We must go to him and find out this information. So and also make sure you follow him at Eric underscore at home. Eric, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm not only a friend, I'm a fan. You can say that. I, I it's it's, okay. it's very good. Back, so. <laughs> Back at you. Back at you, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So listen, you know, we have football Christmas. Uh finally here in Chicago, we actually yeah. got to experience it with the first round pick. There's nothing worse than not having a first round pick, except if you get Justin Fields. Uh, next yep. year not having a pick. So I want to know, first off, with Justin Fields, the Bears' number one pick, what were your pros, what were your cons, and where did you have him rate compared to the other quarterbacks that went in the first round? Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the Christmas aspect of it. I, I, I Quick story, I went out for some errands Friday morning after the first round, you know, the day after. I hadn't seen a Bears jersey around. Uh, granted, I'm out in the sticks a little bit, but I hadn't seen people wearing Bears jerseys out and about out in the wild since like mid-November. And right. and here I see four people, you know, just sort of milling around town wearing their their vintage Bears jersey. People are fired up, and I think for good reason. Uh, you know, Fields, to me, was my number one, uh, number two quarterback overall behind Trevor Lawrence. And <clears throat> I just feel like, you know, even though there were some, you know, alarming games, Northwestern comes to mind, certainly Indiana, uh, Indiana game. Yep. Even I thought Alabama and Michigan State games had some moments where you said, you know, this isn't ideal. But, you know, other than speeding up his his timing and processing a tick and other than sort of preventing those moments where he tries to play hero ball and tries to do a little bit too much. That was like the Indiana game, especially, you know, he's got a, a strong arm. It's the same mechanics every time, you know, you see him throw very consistent mechanics you can tell he's been well coached. He's taken to the coaching. He's improved leaps and bounds as a passer since when he was at Georgia. Uh, and oh, by the way, he's got that athletic ability and a really tough kid. I mean, I, there wasn't, there weren't too many big questions. Obviously, the epilepsy thing came up. Mm-hmm. Talked to some some te- people who said our team doctor signed off on it. It's not an issue that anyone's really worried about. I don't think the Bears are. Um, you know, and I think he's got the the mental capacity to, to handle a complex NFL playbook. So there's a lot to like. You know, is he going to be the savior? Who knows? But it this sure feels a lot different. I don't know about you, but I mean, a lot <laughs> different than draft sorry. night 2017. <laughs> what a difference! Oh, it's it's sad in a way that it feels like this because. You- for such a historic franchise, you would think we would have uh, other days that it felt so good. And right. we really, we really haven't. And that's sad to say. Let me ask you this. You mentioned that he needs to speed it up a little bit. How easy is that for a quarterback coming from college to start to, to, to learn those traits and know how to start speeding up uh, his delivery? Yeah, it's it's a tough ask because you're you know everything else is going faster around you, right? I mean the the speed of the NFL defensive backs, you know certainly their knowledge is going to be a lot greater. They're going to do more complex things. So it's you know th- this is something where I think he has enough arm strength where he can kind of get away with it most of the time, and he did in college. 
But there was times where you just sort of felt like if he could have anticipated or, you know, just sped up his process a little bit more, as long as they're not retooling his 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 passing mechanics and, and trying to, you know, mess with his delivery and all that. I think he can do it. Some of it's going to be familiarity and just re- repetition and things like that. So but it's a great question. I mean, there, there are NFL people out there who think that it's more of a mental aspect than a physical aspect. And some are leery whether a quarterback can actually improve on those things other than maybe marginally. So, you know, we don't know the answer, but those are some, those, some thoughts I have on it. Now, listen, the second round pick Tevin Jenkins. Now we know for sure. seems like he's going to be a left tackle. Yeah. How did you have him graded out? Did you have him graded out as a right tackle? And do you think he could be a left tackle? And how quickly would, do you think he can assimilate to that side of the ball? I mean, that yeah. side of the, the line. Yeah, no, I mean, I he played there, I think, at least one game every single season, or at least the last couple of years where, you know, if they had to move someone over, they moved him to the left tackle spot, put him back at right naturally. So he's played there. He's taken reps. I'd have to go look at exactly how many it is. But, um, you know, there were certainly times last year when or even two seasons ago where you saw the left tackle tape. You know, I mean, some offenses are going to be more geared towards protecting the front side and the, uh, you know, so, I mean, some of that stuff, the footwork, it's going to be a little backward and, you know, but for him having done it recently, I'm not too worried about it as long as they don't leave him out on an Island. And I'll be curious to see where, you know, Larry Borum ends up too, but uh, he's such a, he's such a fun player to watch. There was an issue early in his career about, his assertiveness. Like he would, you know, they felt like he kind of held back a little bit and and Mike Gundy challenged him. I mean, he went up to mm-hmm. him in the weight room and said, you know, there's one guy in this room worth, worth 40 million bucks and it's you. And you want to reach that level. You got to be a grinder. You got to make sure this is your full-time commitment. And it seemed to light a fire on him. I thought he looked great last year. He's a, he's a pile driver in the run game. He's got that kind of nasty John Tate sort of element to him or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think he, he was a top 20 prospect for me. I didn't realize the hip injury was as big a concern with some other teams, which may have knocked him out of that first round. Eric, if somebody tells me that I can get $40 million, it better light a fire under my butt. All if right, it to say the least. You got problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> like 40 million. Uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> look, we got issues if that hasn't right? doesn't change it. Right. <laughs> you mentioned Larry Borum. What's the realistic chance that he can be a starting right tackle in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you know, he another guy who played multiple positions at Mizzou. I mean, he was a left tackle, a right tackle, a guard. I mean, he he moved around. Whereas basically, you know, I, from what I understand, they were trying to pick their best five. You know, like mm-hmm. who's our best five blockers, and let's figure out where they fit best. And he was, you know, essentially the most flexible, or one of the more, excuse me, one of the more flexible of the the, the, the Tigers linemen. So you know, that's kind of a nice little benefit. And he's a big kid who. You know, his workout numbers may not pop off the page, but at, for that size, I felt like they were they were pretty darn strong. So um, it just sort of felt like I was talking to somebody who was on the Mizzou staff uh, previously with him and saw him as he came in and said, it just sort of felt like he made a big jump at some point, you know, like that, that he really kind of turned the corner a little bit and became this NFL prospect. So, you know, is it a little bit of a stretch to say, OK, he can be your day one right tackle? Yeah, I would say, but we've seen crazier things. You know, we've we've seen. I'm trying to think. There was there was a oh a Michael Unwenu last year in, in New England. You know, I mean, his tape at Michigan was good. I wouldn't say it was mind blowing, but 
he was one of the best rookie offensive linemen last year in all of football. He was a sixth round pick. So it can happen. And I, and you know, it'll be fascinating to see if he gets that opportunity. What grade will you give pace for just the tackles? Yeah. Good question. If we, if we take fields out of the equation, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They moved up for Jenkins, right? Had to give up a little capital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And then, you know, obviously there were other positions you could have said, you know, okay, a corner an edge, somebody else, but I had no problem with it because it felt like they needed multiple guys. And, and you know, it, maybe there are more pure tackles out there than, than Larry Borum. But, you know, I, those two picks alone, I would say like a B plus or something mm. or a B. Yeah, I mean, I think mm. pretty strong. The Fields pick made their grade for me. I mean, I hate to, yeah. you know, I mean, like, come on, let's, <laughs> let's be honest here. But I like the, the two follow-up choices. And I like Daz Newsom and a couple other choices too. Talk to me about Daz Newsom. What can the Bears expect? Will will he just be a special team guy, or is this a guy that maybe can supplant Anthony Miller if he's still on the team in the slot? Yeah, I mean, right. He's he's probably a slot. He's not a super big frame guy. He's about what five ten ish, one ninety. Yeah. So um, he sort of has a little bit of. A, a thicker, lower build, though. I mean, his weight surprised me a little. I thought he was maybe closer to, you know, 5'11", 200 or something like that. But you're, you, you mentioned the punt, the punt returning ability. Um, he's got some game-breaking ability. But he caught almost 200 passes in college, too. And, you know, was was pretty darn productive. He was the leading receiver, I think, two years ago. Um, and then second to De'Ami Brown last year. So, uh, you know, I... I would probably say that he's tough enough to handle the slot quick enough. You know, he, the, the one issue with him that kind of hurt his stock um, was the change of direction stuff. Like his pro day, I want to say his three cone drill was abysmal and I don't mm. have it off the top of my head, but it was, you know, normally you like those slot guys to be under seven seconds and he was seven point three or something like that. So that was a little alarming for that position, but um yeah, I would say even though he's, you know, a little bit of an undisciplined player at times, he's he's got some some upside to him. And Khalil Herbert, they took two uh two seventeen, the running back out of Virginia Tech. Can we expect for him to actually get on the field, or is this again somebody that can uh, just be a kickoff a kickoff guy for the most part? Yeah, I mean, he really opened my eyes last year, you know, Kansas transfer who who came in and uh, you know, looked like the, the kind of guy that should have never, you know, been allowed to walk out of any building. I mean, he was, he was pretty incredible. And, you know, I mean, here's somebody who averaged eight yards, a carry has pretty good short stout build, I would say. And, you know, I, the, the receiving ability worries me a little bit. He wasn't asked to do it very much at either school, Virginia tech or Kansas. So, you know, is he, is he a cable pass catcher? I don't know. That makes me wonder whether he can replace or, you know, give them insurance for Tariq Cohen with his injury. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know the answer to that. I think he's maybe more of a backup to David Montgomery, like as a first and second down guy, and you give him a couple touches here, but you're right. I mean, maybe the, the, the return ability gives him an opportunity. So, I mean, he's had some injuries, but boy, last season really did change the narrative completely for him. So it was, a, it was a fun story. I mean, he really, he really worked well behind Darisaw on a good offensive line and felt like it was six, seven yards before a defender got Everybody. his hand on him. Yeah, it was, it was I crazy. I like hearing that. That's, yeah. that's what I want to hear. That's definitely yes. what I want to hear. I'm Listen, just bucking you up, man. This is what I do. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then finally the Bears went defense and they got Thomas Graham Jr., uh, cornerback. Uh, I know some of these guys. I know it's, it's, it's getting pie in the sky to expect all these guys to either make the team or to actually be someone that's really relevant when it comes to the team. But just to go off, go off for all of them, what were your thoughts on Thomas Graham Jr.? Yeah, I mean, obviously a neat position. I thought maybe they'd go a little higher, uh, you know, for one. But, it, uh, I mean, value-wise, I sort of figured he'd be a third, fourth-round guy, maybe early fifth. So that, you know, they got him in a great spot, I think. And, you know, just his his play production when he did play, he opted out. Maybe I saying that right. Yes, he opted out last year. I had to think about mm-hmm. that for a minute. But he had three years of starting experience, and you saw him get his hands on a lot of balls. So I want to say he had, like – you know, seven or eight picks in his, in his career. He had a bunch of, I think he was maybe the past defended uh, defensive uh, past defense leader in 2018. I check mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I remember he had a bunch. So he's a playmaker, you know, and, and again, another, not a super big guy. I wouldn't say he's freakishly athletic or anything like that, but good experience, you know, seems like he has pretty good technique, you know, and there's an opportunity there, right? I mean, there's, I think there's a job there with the loss of Fuller and, and just a, a lack of depth in general. So, you know, I, I've I've heard good things about him. I have a I have a guy at the Oregon program who, you know, always who says good things about him and Javon Holland and, and some of the other guys, Brady Brees, who came out this year. Um, it, it felt like he may have gone higher had he played last season and and, and kept adding to his numbers. You know what? Going off of the Bears draft last year, what were your thoughts on Vildor since he's someone who may get to get to snatch up that job opposite Jalen Johnson? Kendall Vildor from Georgia Southern. Yeah, he um, the thing that was pretty amazing was how many how many NFL talents he faced at receiver. And, you know, I mean, he went against Antonio Golden Gandy and a, and a few other guys who, you know, I, I try to remember who he matched up with, but they had some pretty good games that last year and they always stuck him on one of the, the best, best receivers. Yeah. And it was just, that was sort of an eye opening that gave me, you know, a pretty good hope. And, and he's a feisty kid. It seems like he's competitive. He got beat some, some routes and I mean, some reps, but you know, I mean, I, again, I'd have to kind of review my notes a little bit. It's been a minute since I watched him, but I remember coming out thinking, and he was down at the senior bowl and he was competitive down there, you know, I, where he struggled down there were in the one-on-one drills where, you know, I mean, only the elite cover guys seem to really have, Mm. you know, consistent success. It's tough. You're on an Island, right? It's you against the guy they can run anywhere. So uh, that was, you know, the one thing that stood out, but yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see how he fits into the mix too. And look, finishing out on defense with Kyrie's Tonga and Charles uh, Snowden. What were your thoughts on those two players? Yeah, I mean, Snowden's really interesting because he's this sort of, you know, body wise, he's a little bit like Leonard Floyd. You know, I mean, Floyd was this sort of long, spindly, you know, kind of wiry guy for that size or whatever. Um, and he has some intriguing athleticism and length. I mean, that's the thing that stands out. He's like, you know, six foot six, basically, but lean. And so. You know, I've, I've kind of struggled with like there was another kid who went back to school, uh, Coin Dang from Cal, who was the same sort of guy where you thought, what is he going to be exactly in the NFL? And I think mm-hmm. that I suspect there was a little bit of that going on in in, um, in the meeting rooms as, as teams discuss these prospects. Like he's got some burst. He had a three sack game last year. Snowden, I'm talking about. Um mm-hmm. You know, he's obviously got the length. Uh, I want to say there was an injury at the end of the year, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he got hurt uh, and missed a little bit of time. But 
it's sort of one of those fascinating athletic specimens you don't see come around very often that that those dimensions and maybe they found a sleeper here you know maybe mm. this is maybe this is someone that they can kind of kind of develop a little bit tonga i mean you know he's he was one of those guys who seemed like he got a lot of penetration but didn't always make sacks or, or tfls so you know there there were a couple matchups where i felt like he 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 got held in check pretty well and I almost wonder if he's not better as kind of a hold the point kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to sort of two gap a little bit. I mean, he's a big, thick, wide guy. Like he's not very tall. You know, the arm length is really short, but you know, he, he's built like a square almost. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's unbelievable. Just take, two, just take on two guys. Just take yeah, on right. two guys. Not what and like, he's got some, a little bit of burst. Like he's not, you know, I wouldn't say anything's he's, I know they used him on special teams too. He blocked a, a, a one or two field goals in college and he actually ran for a touchdown too. So you might see like a goal line, uh, full house backfield where he's at fullback or, you know, little, little fridge Perry kind <laughs> of thing. Going little on. Fridge Perry. <laughs> yes. Back then. I mean, he, he would have been even bigger than, than the fridge, which is amazing oh, to think oh, about. Yeah. Of course. Of course. When you think about it. So listen, how well did the bears do overall in this draft? How, where, how did you grade it out Eric? I think they were my favorite team. I, I would shock Ooh. me. I, I don't know that I I would have, you know, like if you told me a week before the draft that uh, they were going to have my highest graded draft, I would have been shocked. I would have said, okay, that means they went up and got one of the quarterbacks. What did they give up? You know, but I didn't, I didn't think the cost, you tell me what you think. I mean, I kept looking at what they paid and everybody said, Ooh, that's a steep cost. Look what no. the Niners paid. Going right. from twelve to three versus what the Bears paid, I think it was a, a perfectly reasonable I, I, price. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you this: I was fearful, and I understand why people would say do it. Uh, giving up three number ones for Russell Wilson just because that's right. just a lot of draft capital, but it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. And thinking about giving up two number ones for one of these quarterbacks, I was leery, but I would have done it. You swapped your first round, and right. you only you only gave up one number one pick. I love it. Um, I think it was, and of course you, you have the fourth and the fifth, but still, like you you held on to your second round. Pick pick and you ended up getting Tevin Jenkins who I thought in my mock drafts that I, anybody asked me I had Tevin Jenkins going to the Bears at number 20 so right. and I mean I know most people did I'm not saying it like oh I'm some astute draft guy but that that was a person that I always would say Tevin Jenkins Tevin Jenkins Tevin Jenkins so yeah. no I love what they gave up I love the patience that Ryan Pace showed because you thought Ryan Pace would he would get taken you thought in this situation because people knew he was thirsty and yeah. you thought you know someone's gonna be like he's gonna jump up high and we're gonna get him so no I I, I really I loved it. I mean, I was sitting there talking to Tony Gill where we were texting because we were about to uh, we had to do under center a reaction for it. Yep. And I was like, I said, you know what? I'm about to put my jacket on because I think the Bears are about to trade up. And <laughs> literally 35, 40 seconds later, the giant symbol changes to the Bears. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was like the next pick, not this pick. So right. I screamed. It was it was a joyous. It was joyous to say yeah. the least. So well, no, Eric, I don't think yeah. they gave up a lot. No, I don't either. And the craziest part is that, you know, Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM, you know, they asked him a week before the draft. He does his press conference. Hey, Dave, you've never traded down on a draft before. And he's, I refuse to be fleeced. You know, like he was, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to happen, you know. So basically, he just came out and was like, yeah, I'm not going to get taken on a deal. But I mean, I think the value is reasonable. I mean, I get it. And if Fields hits, who cares? They made they yep. made the right call. Listen, 
Shout out to Dallas and the Eagles for getting Devontae Smith so yep. that that trade can basically take place. I, I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you all the way. So listen, I, I want you to say your division grades for the, everyone in division, but also overall in the NFL, who got your worst grade? That's a good question. I I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It might have been either the Texans and the Seahawks. One, those two, because they had the fewest picks. They had, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, they didn't hit grand slams every single one of them. So I think by by virtue of that, I think they were my lowest. I, I, I was particularly harsh on somebody that I got a, I got a call from somebody who was it. Uh, I forget. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. Oh, the, my my Colts buddy called me and he was like, "Oh, you didn't like our draft, huh?" And I had to answer. I had to dodge that one a little bit and <laughs> tap dance. And uh, well, you see, I've been trying to grade tougher this year. <laughs> Just pulling excuses. It's like my wife. Where were you? Where you been? Well, you see, honey. Uh, I got distracted. I went over yeah, there. Then yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot what I was doing up there. And, oh, we were cleaning? No doubt. Wow. Right. Uh, but yeah, division grades. I like the Vikings approach. I mean, I think most of their picks made sense. Like I, you know, Christian saw getting him on the trade down. But if you're in their spot and you're able probably easier than the bears to go up and get fields. Why are you not doing it? And then you're picking Kellen Mond at 66 or whatever. I just, that that was the only thing that confused me. Did they not love fields? It seemed like they made kind of a half-hearted trade attempt to to get up there, you know, and and the Giants said, no, we'll take the bears offer. So that was the only thing that kept me back from really kind of loving it. I love the lions choices. A lot of like B plus type picks, you know, Sewell on Zarike, uh, Aleem McNeil, um, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I could start mm-hmm. for them as a rookie. I mean, like they to get that kind of value at a need position around four was great. So, you know, Brad Holmes, new GM there, I thought did a, a terrific job. One of my favorite sort of top to bottom team grades, the Packers. I didn't like, I know I'm not alone in that feeling. Oh, I like the, some of their day three choices pretty well, but I'm sorry. I never saw Eric Stokes as a first round pick. Great athlete, elite athlete. Maybe he taps into that talent. Um, I I certainly had some questions about the approach of, of the draft and how they went about sort of putting it together. But um, maybe it was just all that negativity around Aaron Rodgers that got me like <laughs> dragged me down with it. It's possible. It it's, happens. It's, it happens. So that may have been it. Look, look, uh, first, one thing, and it's funny, the running gag that I have going is with Kellen Mund. Again, I don't know what just came out of my mouth because I don't speak third round quarterback any longer, (laughs) (laughs) especially when he was one of the guys that we may have had to get him. Exactly. I don't speak. I don't even again. I don't know what just came out of my mouth here because I don't speak third round. Great. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a nice luxury to have all of a sudden? Like you don't have right. to worry about like the the second or third tier guys that you're going to have to settle for and no. all that. It, what a luxury it is to actually, again, without him ever taking a snap in the NFL, the, the, the feeling is pretty good around fields. I think they did a good thing. 
So last one that I have for you. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're way too early draft. The Bears are going to probably still, you don't know what's going to happen to Allen Robinson next season. Right. And you still probably have to go out and put more talent in the, in the cornerback position. So who are the guys that maybe are the back end first rounders or, or second rounders that you may have all, uh, right now that are receivers or cornerbacks that the Bears should be looking at next, uh, I, next year? Are you, are you asking me a 2022 draft class question? This is amazing. Like I, this will be the only one that I get for for six months probably uh the corner class looks again this is on the surface early on i mean could be a really good group i mean Derek stingley you were you know these are first round picks so hard to you know Hmm. sort of picture them going to the bears obviously with that one but Derek stingley jr from lsu could be a superstar kairi elam from florida who's actually matt elam's cousin or nephew i forget um and andrew booth jr from clemson are, are three that i think are, are tremendous players and are going to be really good so those are the top guys i haven't had enough time to really go through and, and look at the uh you know the the second and third tier or whatever but wide receivers should look good again i mean like the two ohio state kids garrett wilson and chris olave i think are going to be really nice and um you know the, the kid that i love is, is Traylon burks at arkansas Six three, you know, two thirty two. Took handoffs in the backfield sometimes. Threw passes occasionally. It has some return ability and and caught like you know probably sixty percent of their balls last year. Just felt like he was targeted on every single play. So, you know, those are those are a few guys to kind of whet your appetite. Uh, Burks is one that uh, I don't know. I, maybe I'm getting a little too excited about him, but I really like the kid. Well, you know what? Uh, and this guy isn't coming out next year, but by any chance, have you seen any? And I might get this name wrong because I've only seen him play in uh, the red and white game. Uh, Jai Hall. Have you seen any of a Jai Hall, the receiver what? for uh, Alabama? He's oh, a, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I haven't seen him. Yeah, no. Ooh, I mean, Eric, you got to get the guy's eyes on this one. OK, I'm already I'm already backed up with John Mechie, the third. And I got you know what okay. I mean? Like we, <laughs> we got to get those other. It is, isn't it just wild, though, like. That has become a factory for wide right. receivers. I mean, it's just crazy. you know, from it's, Cooper to Julio to yep. uh, Mari and and all so the all these guys. Jerry Judy, yeah, all these guys that just came out. Like, dude, you never would have thought. I can remember Julio being down there, and I yeah. actually thought Julio could have played even better when he was at Alabama. I Absolutely. thought he was stood, but I thought like I thought he could have been been any, uh, even better play compared to his the pro player that he has. But yep. they're basically the crazy thing is they basically come from Julio. Like he started that trend and when you see what they've done in the last two drafts at Alabama, it's crazy. Roll tide. It's crazy. Absolutely. It's, it's, oh, it's I mean crazy. just just one after another, man, and they're all I mean they're all talented. They all win the first round. It just yeah. doesn't doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Not at all. Not at all. Listen, I always Appreciate it. You have a terrific day, Eric. And make sure everybody you follow him at Eric underscore at home. This man knows his draft. <laughs> all right. And if you're a football guy like me, you love some draft. It's just, it's just good food to eat. But Eric, always appreciate it. We I will talk to you. I'm not waiting till next draft. We're going to do a half a year draft thing. Absolutely. I want to come back to you so, to, so to we can find out. Then I want my cornerback, my second round cornerback and or receiver at that point. So I will, about the next five or six months, we got to link back up to go over the, the upcoming draft but i want you early i don't want to wait like everybody else all right <laughs> that I should be ample early. time i'll i'll start working on my second round corners and receivers next year I'll, I'll be ready when you ask me all right eric have a good one all right buddy